You're listening to Simpler One Earth Living from Jubilee One Earth Economics and Simple Living Works with co-hosts Lee Van Ham and Jerry Iverson. Recently, the three Jubilee Circles, one in San Diego, California, and two in Mexico, held a three-day Encuentro, or conference. This was the third. The first two were in person in Mexico. Because of the pandemic, this one was virtual, on Zoom. Another webinar, you think. Ho-hum. Not so. As a white, privileged Californian, I found much to learn from my Mexican neighbors. Our San Diego Circle meets online once a month. Those meetings are enlightening and helpful, but not as profound nor as uncomfortable as the bilingual Encuentro. Please share our insights in this episode. Greetings, Lee, from Paso Robles, California, and Simple Living Works. Greetings to you, Jerry, from San Diego and Jubilee One Earth Economics. It's this nonprofit, Jubilee One Earth Economics, that is the focus of our podcast today. So during the past 20 years that I've been part of this, I've come to see that Jubilee One Earth Economics is not focused on just one issue, but it's on a worldview, a way of viewing the world and living in it. That is a strength because we need this worldview to save us from the devastation of life happening from the practice of the worldview that prevails today. But worldviews are big and reach into all areas of life, and that makes them very challenging to describe to anyone who asks, what is Jubilee One Earth Economics? This worldview of One Earth Jubilee guides us in ways similar to how indigenous peoples have been guided to live sustainably on the earth for millennia. The Bible also presents this worldview as an alternative to kings and empires. In the Bible, it goes by various names the kingdom of God, living acceptable to God, and Jubilee. But in the name of progress, civilization came along and proposed improvements. Some of the ways of progress worked in close interdependence with nature, but most have violated nature and evolved systems of creation, bringing us death and repeated disregard for life. And now it's taken us to within a few years of destroying our planet's capabilities to sustain life. Scientists are alarmed, yet corporations from the pharmaceuticals to banks and meat producers race ahead, valuing billions of dollars over life itself. Indigenous ways continue to suffer, being thought of as in the past or outdated, and the Jubilee worldview has been forgotten from the biblical narrative but not everyone. In the conversation you are about to hear, four people understand that the situation of life is dire and that just as surely there is a worldview that saves life. Two of the four are from Mexico, two from the U.S. They are part of circles of other people who share a devotion to living the One Earth Jubilee worldview in radical contrast to the reckless gamble the powers in charge are making with life on the planet. Let me introduce the four. Angelica Juarez is a physician and artist in the village of San Mateo, Puebla, Mexico. Lindsay Mercer Robledo is a community organizer in the city of San Cristobal, Chiapas, Mexico. John Mishno is a former IT person 
who now directs Jubilee Economics Ministries in San Diego, California, USA. Lee Van Ham is the co-founder of the nonprofit One Earth Jubilee Economics and has worked to deepen his understanding and practice of the Jubilee worldview for over 20 years. Let's go now to the pre-recorded conversation that Lee leads with Lindsay, Angelica, and John as they tell how the Jubilee worldview came to appeal to them, how they're devoted to put it into practice daily, and for them it is a spiritual path for living in the midst of the breakdowns happening in the current crisis. We're going to be talking here with uh, a group of people who, well, we all believe deeply that another world is possible. Even though it seems far out of reach sometimes, we believe. We believe that it is possible. And what does that world look like? Well, for those of us in this conversation, we take the guidance of the biblical jubilee as a way of envisioning that world and putting it into practice to the best of our ability and commitment. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about here with Angelica and Lindsay and John. I would like to maybe start with you, Angelica, and just ask how it is that you came into this biblical vision of Jubilee and how you're feeling about your ministries in it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me here. Surely, knowing about Biblical Jubilee uh, has changed my life. Since I met my husband, I have been very involved in, in this kind of knowledge in the Bible. It has inspired me to create a different ways to, to approach to that model. It is very difficult in this time, it, it, but not impossible to pursue that uh, model, and especially in this time of crisis, a global world crisis. And particularly in this time, we, we have uh, seen how important is to live, even though sometimes we cannot be together, uh, but try to live in community, try to, to do more for the, the people who are in need, and try to, to create ways to develop uh, forms of community and to, to try to understand the, the situation around us. Uh, we have worked this, in this time, especially with kids who really need uh, guidance in their lives. They have been very stressful because they, they want to go back to school and they cannot. And recently we restart our classes in the Centro Cultural, Daniel Swanson. And the teacher now is giving one class a, a week. But that's enough for the kids. They are very happy to, 
to be here. And we also are uh, reconnecting people, uh, for example, the, the artesanas, Shalom, who were scattered by the pandemic because we couldn't be together. But recently we we have an invitation we had an invitation to show our crafts and products and we went to the plaza in the central of the community and it was exciting to restart this work together so <clears throat> jubilee jubilee means a lot to me and I don't know if I, I answered your question. Maybe I, I'm going yes. over many. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, I think you've said a, a number of really valuable things, Angelica, in uh, you know how you came into this larger understanding of your own faith journey when you encountered Jubilee. You were more aware of how you needed to show your the spiritual life in terms of social programs and social justice with people. I want to just mention to our listeners, Angelica is a physician, and so she also sees people in her clinic. And she mentioned two programs. One is in a community center built by her husband, who died very unexpectedly, and, and with, we deeply regret that a few years ago, but the community center is has his name attached to it in memory of his life, and he had so much to do with building that. And then she also mentioned Artisana Shalom, or the community of women artists who are doing some really very special things. Let's travel now a thousand miles or so south to the state of Chiapas, and uh, there we'll um, meet up with, of course, we're all here on the screen, but there we meet up with Lindsay Mercer Robledo from the San Cristobal uh, Circle. And Lindsay, how, how would you answer this question? How do you come into, into uh, knowing that another world or believing that another world is possible, how, you, how Jubilee becomes one of the guiding stars for you in this and, and how you feel about the ministries you're doing? First of all, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be part of this podcast. You know, I was first exposed to these Jubilee concepts probably about five years ago. To some extent, it was new, but then again, it really wasn't. It was things that were important to me, but I didn't know that they was really part of Jubilee. So knowing that really helped, um, I would say, like maybe solidify my faith and my faith journey and where I need, what, I, what I'm doing now and where I need to be, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. And we use a, a lot of these teachings with our work here in, in San Cristobal, Chiapas, Mexico. Right now we're focusing on a lot about the economy here, especially now in, um, now with the pandemic, it has, the economy here has really suffered a lot. 
because a lot of the people and companies here depend a lot on tourism. And tourism really, really went down to zero <laughs> during the pandemic. And so a lot of people were suffering. And so. Uh, just in terms of identifying how you feel about some of the actions or ministries that uh, you uh, have been involved in as you seek to live the uh, Jubilee vision. You want to say any more about that right now? Say just a word about Plaza Communitaria. Okay. Or, 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 and, and instead of using the Spanish name like I did, say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one of our, one of our projects um, called the Plaza Comunitaria, or it could be translated to Communitarian Plaza or Communitarian Market even. Mm -hmm. And uh, we currently have 20, 22 produce, producers and vendors who are, they're currently participating with us. Um, it's been a challenge too with the pandemic. And with the, like I said before, with the economy, it's been really hard. But everyone has heart. Everyone wants to keep going. And I think that too is part of Jubilee to me, just even though that sometimes things get hard, we keep going, we're a community. And that's why we're the communitarian market, a communitarian plaza, we, we stick together. Everything, we all pull um, like all of our resources, all of our talents together to help form a, or create a, a market each, each Sunday. And it's something really beautiful. You know, there's days that, um, there's days that people don't, come to buy mm -hmm. you know there's days like that and you know we've had to learn how to cope with it we've had to learn how to move move past that we've learned uh how to do uh treke, which is you not know, to exchange products you know i'll give you my hot my homemade hot sauce if you give me um your homemade jam for example you know and we we exchange that that's something that we've learned how to do through this pandemic. Even though that sometimes we're not generating money, we're still able to learn from these experiences and appreciate the products that we're all creating using our talents. You said something so important, I think, in terms of the community. You know, this is so different from an economy where everybody is responsible for themselves alone. And everyone tries to get ahead and sometimes get ahead of the other person uh, in a very competitive environment. And you're describing an economy of deep and profound cooperation, as is true also, Angelica, when you talk about the women artists who are so cooperative. At least that's the intent, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure everyone in their effort to be cooperative sometimes, sometimes struggles with that. Um, but these are good examples of what an alternative economy looks like and how we're trying to live in very difficult times, which both of you have mentioned that to believe in other world is possible is an unflagging belief. And you just emphasized that, Lindsay, and what you said, people are determined. They're just, they want to keep going on. Mm -hmm. It's deep in our souls. At the same time, we don't think we're going to see it in operation tomorrow except that we're going to be seeing it every day 
in our own circumstances. We're going to continue to create whatever influence we can, communities, subgroups of people who are indeed finding a way to live the better world that is possible. So thanks for what you said. Now, John, we need to hear from you, the most recent of the three coming into Jubilee, how you took those steps. And, uh, and like Lindsay said, it, it goes by other names. It, some people can call it a solidarity economy or various things. But in Jubilee, we especially, we especially make sure we emphasize the spiritual underpinning of this worldview. So anyway, how did you come, how did you come into it, John? Say what, however it happened. Surely, I'm excited to share about that. And you asked about what steps I took. And I literally did take some steps, actually going back a really long way. First, when I was in junior high school, when I read a book called In His Steps. This was a book about how a group of Christians in their city had started to realize that their experience of Christianity had become more like a platitude. Instead, they started a new way of seeing the story of Jesus and his life. And Jubilee has that same vision. We see Jesus that he accompanied the common people, the fishermen, the poor and the sick, the demoniac or the mentally ill. And these are the people that are the outcasts of society. They were in the book that I read when I was young that was so inspiring to me. And then, you know, now that I've rediscovered this approach, uh, Jubilee approach, we see Jesus also welcoming the foreigner, the good Samaritan. As I became more familiar with the story of Jesus reaching out to care for others and to include them, people that were not as economically empowered, perhaps. The thing that stands out to me is that in all these stories, Jesus is doing a couple things. He's taking action. He's also preparing to act uh, by praying or by planning and thinking systematically. And, you know, he's such a systematic thinker that we can see it in the ultimate story about Jesus is the story of his death, that he anticipates that he's going to die and that he starts to prepare his disciples for this inevitability. And yet he keeps doing his ministry This is an example to those of us here in the U.S. who are so excited about the industrial economy. Jesus provides an example of commitment and focus that we can really appreciate. So these values of of Jubilee, uh, economic justice for the poor and the ill, and Jesus also says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted, are some of what informs my work and and our work in the Jubilee Circle here in San Diego and, and more um, network throughout the U.S. with some of our partners in different cities. So what we do is we meet once a month and then intermittently between our formal meetings to talk about actions for social justice and for envisioning not just improving the economy for the disenfranchised by, you know, solving a, a minor problem that somebody has, which is part of what we do. But we also think about how can we systematically help the economy to change? That has a bigger impact long term. 
So one of the projects that we've been working on related to that is the Ministry of Planting Trees. You know, we're faced with climate change. This may be the defining problem of this century because it causes so many other spin-off social problems. One of the ways to encounter climate change is to notice how nature partners with us and sustains us. One of those ways is through trees. So we've started some projects to plant trees and I'm, I'm looking out in my backyard right now at some of these beautiful trees that I've come gotten to know better as a result of my work with Jubilee. Those of us who work in financial management for municipalities are you know, aware that trees are, are counted as valuable assets by city managers. And these assets can cost thousands of dollars uh, are invested in the care, caring for trees and initial planting and site selection for trees. We want to see more trees grown, and systemically, we're wondering how that can be done. We've been partnering with Robin Revae, who is a local leader in the city of San Diego and the city of La Mesa for tree planting, working to understand how trees can be planted for less money. We are working with networks of tree enthusiasts, for example, the creation care ministry teams and the Catholic diocese and with other denominations. And we're learning about how to plant trees for less, also how to make it a cultural experience. Part of the way that volunteers are activated to plant trees is that how does it resonate with their own family values and their own spiritual values? So we are developing systems that support people in expressing their spirituality and their cultural heritage through tree planting and, of course, very important, to care for a tree after it's been planted, especially for those first crucial five years as the tree comes to being able to be capable of, of surviving more on its own without ongoing watering by human quite so much. Yeah, so, no, and, oh, pardon me, go ahead. Oh, and yeah, that's that was uh, one of my key things. And just uh, we we're also working on podcasts, but I can share a little bit more about that if you if you like, Lee. But what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say this tree planting idea. I think we may be developing coordination between all three of our circles here. I know, uh, Lindsay, that there's a concern about deforestation in the highlands of Chiapas. Uh, in Helica, I, I've heard reference in your area to how trees conserve water. Here in California, we see thousands, probably millions of trees having been destroyed just this summer through the wildfires. Every day, trees are being lost from the earth, and trees are vital to the breath of life that we need. So it's increasingly significant, and John has certainly been a leader in getting us there. We'll return to our conversation momentarily. With October comes the start of the holidays of the fourth quarter of the year. Nearly every holiday needs to be reinterpreted in light of the climate breakdown underway. We have resources to help reinterpret the holidays. First, there's Lee, Lee's book, The Liberating Birth of Jesus, 
a birth story able to reverse birth's perils. It clearly shows how the birth stories of the Gospels can make a big difference in reversing what's happening on our planet today and to all of life. You can hear Lee interviewed about the book in an earlier podcast episode by using the link in the episode show notes. Read reviews at theoneearthproject.com slash books. Order a copy directly from Jubilee or from various suppliers on the internet. The first five orders Jubilee receives from listeners will be free. Just ask. Also, Simple Living Works offers hundreds of free resources for individuals, families, and congregations to have a more generous, much less consumer-oriented Christmas. Just visit simplelivingworks.org and click on free resources in window number one. Now let's return to our conversation. I think one of the things I want to say too now is each of you has talked that because I've been with Jubilee, making it my primary work for 20 years, there has emerged through our work, even though we're two countries here, we're in three different states of those countries, and we're, we're spread around, we don't talk together uh, every day or anything like that. Still, there is an evolving sense of solidarity that we are in this together. There's something deeply attractive, magnetic, and glue-like about this vision of Jubilee, this belief that it's possible for people to learn to live within the resources of the planet. So uh, we're continuing to pursue that. What I just said was really reinforced for me in a recent, the recent gathering we had just a week ago, when over three days, three hours a day, we met in what we called an encuentro, a meeting. I think it's sort of like a conference meeting or a meeting of engagement. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what a good translation of that word is, but it's more than just a casual meeting over coffee. So this encuentro, we, we really were engaged with each other and seeking to find where do we go with Jubilee? We sense how deeply urgent it is to live within the resources of our planet. There are things happening in each of our areas that show us every day how important this is. John, you mentioned something about the excitement in the U.S. about the industrial economy. I think I, I want to make clear that the industrial economy and the Jubilee economy are in two different worldviews for the most part. Uh, and, and there is excitement in the U.S. for, for the industrial economy, but it all, it, it's an economy that is um, a huge part of the destruction of the earth. And so we're looking to, um, in some ways, yes, we have industry, but we need industries of scale in the economy. We need it to fit with our planet. So here's where I'm going with all of this. I would like each of you to comment on what has touched you in your thinking as we met together last week. What, what's the most interesting thing that for you is looming ahead as you look at continuing to live Jubilee in the rest of this year and into 2022 and, and, and the next? Uh, and these are just such critical years. So let, maybe we go in a little different order this time. Maybe well, let's start with, if you can start with that, Lindsay, it would be great to hear from a voice from Chiapas on this one. 
you know, something that I'm really looking forward to in the coming months, even years from now, is something that we talked about on the third day, which was helping to develop these new projects that will help to create more ties between the three circles, as well as share our stories and work with new people in the U.S. and uh, in Mexico. I don't know about you guys, but I got really excited about talking about new ways of delegations. You know, right now we can't do delegations because of the pandemic. We got together and we were talking about new ways to share our work and new ways to be able to, to talk with other people. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's something that I got really excited about and my brain has been sharing about, you know, what I could share more in the future when we start developing this, these projects, but wonderful. Yeah. That's something that I'm really looking forward to (laughs) in terms of the three circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think there's so much potential there. I think it'll deepen many people's understanding. And I think we'll really help one another to move into thinking about living within our, our creations uh, order and resources. So I'm glad the light bulbs are, are flickering on in your mind around that. And I, I hope you won't wait long to start sharing your ideas because I think oh. that, that <laughs> conversation uh, through emails or whatever needs to be underway. As in, uh, you know, since we need to do our community by email and, and Zoom meetings and all of that, and it works pretty well you know, for all of the downsides. Truth is, by not having not getting physically together for our last encuentro, we probably saved two and a half thousand dollars or something like that, which will apply to ministry in some other ways. So there are good things about meeting in this way. Well, just to recognize this time, the time flies so fast when we're talking about this stuff. So, John, we want to make sure that you get to talk and that Angelica gets to talk here about. The Encuentro being finished, and it was a time for me personally of great inspiration, lots of information, and just just a sense of the deep devotion we feel to walk this spiritual path, this path of living a different way, a different kind of world. Anyway, John, what, what was one of the really emotionally or charged takeaways for you, what you feel most excited about? Well, Lee and Lindsay and Angelica, yeah, one of the things that was fascinating was how, for me, a common theme emerged from three different ideas about how to experiment and grow our work together. Our Jubilee Circles have been working much like a federation, a loosely federated group of circles who partner together across borders and across big distances We share finances together and coordinate some actions. But instead, what was emerging was a sense of working together more closely. And it came out through three different visions expressed by David Delgado for a magazine, Gloria about uh, having groups of women gather in conversation about women's experience, and then through the San Cristobal circles and their innovative ideas about delegations. And what I found, what I noticed that was there were common themes that went through each of these ideas. And one was, first of all, to find a way to outreach to people, to share the story 
of what we're doing in the circles, help people know about our work. And part of the purpose of that in all three of these examples was that we would like to help people to learn about the ways of Jubilee and how they can be practically put into action in today's world. And then another thing that I, I felt, a thread that I felt that I could see in all three inspirations from David, Gloria, and the San Cristobal Circle was that there's this desire to express creatively and artistically through design of a magazine or other creative ways of having possibly a Zoom uh, outreach or delegation. So it was just exciting to me to imagine how we can find ways to bring all everyone's creative ideas into this and to incorporate the genius and insights that David had to offer and Gloria and San Cristobal. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we, where we go with this and how it evolves. Mm -hmm. And I know Angelica, you, you said you wanted to do a personal delegation and that intrigued me. I, 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 I made a note to say, find out what Angelica means by that. You don't need to tell me right now, but you, <clears throat> I'm very interested in, in that. Uh, and I should maybe say to listeners that by delegation, uh, we have a history in Jubilee Economics Ministries of, of people of the U.S. visiting places in Mexico where Jubilee work is happening. These are delegations that don't go to tourist sites for the most part, a little bit. Uh, mostly we go to the places where tourists never go, which is part of the appeal for some people of a, of a, of a trip like this. I know that one of the people uh, this last week said, I want to go personally. But since we can't go personally yet, there's other ways we plan to do this. Well, Angelica, uh, what are you? What did you come away with uh, from the Encuentro with around future plans for the really important work that continues to happen in San Mateo area? Yeah, for me, this Encuentro was very crucial because we could interchange our goals, our dreams, and and how we we can collaborate with our society to uh, to have better life. And we we talked about the immigration problem. And when people come here to Mexico and see our reality and how the poor people don't have opportunities like other countries like the United States, big, big empire, I could say. And uh, when, when people come and see how the, the people live day by day, and sometimes they, they don't have enough even to eat, uh, you can know the, this reality and you can be, be touched how how to to change this situation uh, one of the goals of the centro cultural is to provide uh, tools for people to develop their income and they don't have to go to the to other places 
and also to realize that they can they can explore their their abilities they can be capable to live here and and stay together as a family and, and curiously the pandemia um, ha has the good part because in this time less people have gone to the united states and they have to stay here because of the virus and and we we are very inspired for this encuentro we we put in action our minds to 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 create new ideas and how to work more with uh, and to involve more people and we need to educate people especially young people because they are the next generation and to to take care of them of our planet to live with enough and to try to 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 live the jubilee in, in few words so i i i am very encouraged after this encuentro and also to to create new ways to be more in contact and communicate with the the three circles and work together and interchange dreams and and also as gloria said maybe we can go to to chiapas and and share something that we have learned and they can come here and in this way we can create more more beautiful things that's okay and somehow we'll have to figure out a way to let people from the u.s zoom into those gatherings uh i want to say just a, a few things now in, in just wrapping this up it's 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 so hard to fit into a conversation like this, the deep feelings and that we have around all of this and stories of, of the people that, whose lives are being touched and, and our minds are, are just uh, a whirl with ideas. All of that to say is that that's an indicator of the fertility within this evolving community of people that we are a part of. And there are, are plenty of examples to show that when people gather together in these kinds of interdependent ways that we're talking about that already exist for us, but also we know can be made much stronger, when people do this, it's just the way creation functions. Creation is so interdependent, and creation, just like the word suggests, is very creative. There's lots of creativity that happens so I think the creativity that's going to come out of the gatherings, this binational community of people being guided by uh, Jubilee and One Earth Living uh, is going to be pretty dramatic. And it will be wonderful to see this in a time of great urgency uh, on our, our planet. Just for you listening, I just want to say, you know, 
the things that are happening here happen on a, a budget of like $50,000 a year. The people you've been listening to have enormous skill at doing something that is rare in the US economy, except among poor people. And that is they know how to stretch a dollar or in their case, a peso very far. Uh, they know how to do just as one of our donors who recognizes this has said, it's when I make a check out to Jubilee, I know that I'm getting the biggest bang for my buck. So we just want to say to our listeners that this is, is really true. And, and there are projects which we didn't go into today, but could with you. And if you want to join us in what we're, we're, we're calling by the old language of delegation, but what we really mean is to sit in front of your screen and be in a conversation with people in Mexico. If you want to join us in that, you can hear about some of the projects that, that if you're at all inclined to, to donate to, uh, wow, your dollar can make such a difference. And it'll be a, a beautiful thing uh, that you can do. And Helica said something else just in passing, but it's so big. In, in the US economy, it's almost impossible to define enough because it's a growth economy. In a growth economy, you always need more. In a Jubilee One Earth economy, we understand enough. Well, we don't understand all of it, but we understand enough about enough to want to live that way. So folks who are listening, you're listening to uh, a place where a lot of creativity is happening around these issues of uh, economics. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but politics. Uh, social justice, the rights of women, empowering children, uh, and also in, in terms of, of uh, recognizing that basic to all of this is a spiritual path with deep roots in all of creation. So that's who we are. We don't have time for more, more conversation in this podcast, but hey, we're going to be talking a lot as uh, people in our, our circles. So We'll just say farewell for now to the listeners. You've been listening to Lee's conversation with Lindsay, Angelica, and John. Have you listened to our other recent episodes? In June, Carrie Radloff on Midwest environmental activism. She's an activist in a region of political conservatism. In July, Matt Brennan, an advocate for your congregation and nonprofit on how to install solar power. Listen and learn how your congregation and nonprofit organizations can get clean solar energy. In August, Brenda Weiss, Feminist Economics is Creating Just Systems that Meet Current Crises. And in September, Eric Lecompte, Forgive Us Our Debts, Woes and Wins in Canceling Student Debt. Do listen. You're sure to pick up thoughts you'll value. We certainly did as we created those episodes. You can subscribe to this podcast under the name Simple Living Works at your favorite podcast service. Individual episodes are available at Jubilee's website, oneearthjubilee.com, and also simplelivingworks.org, window number three. Urge your friends to do the same. You're welcome to subscribe to Simple Living Works' various free publications. For our monthly e-news, send subscribe to simplelivingworks at yahoo.com. For our weekly email that provides brief, daily, simpler living nudges, send nudge to the same address, 
simplelivingworks at yahoo.com. And we recommend a new video from a colleague organization that reflects Earth Care. Endgame 2050 is available for free on YouTube. It's well worth a watch. That's Endgame 2050. Please tell us your thoughts on the subjects in this episode. Leave a message on Jubilee One Earth Economics and Simple Living Works Facebook pages. Until next time, this is Jerry Iverson of Simple Living Works with co-host Lee Van Ham of Jubilee One Earth Economics, wishing you well as we strive together to bring simpler One Earth living into being for the common good. So others can simply live, learn to live simply so others can live.